Welcome to the Autism and Neurodiversity Podcast. We're here to bring you helpful information from leading experts and give you effective tools and support. I'm Jason Grigla, a licensed counselor and founder of Techie for Life, a specialized mentoring program for neurodiverse young adults. And I'm Debbie Grigla, a certified life coach. And maybe most importantly, we're also parents to our own atypical young adults. Hello, and welcome to this special episode of Autism and Neurodiversity with Jason and Debbie. I'm here with Debbie, and we are together on this anniversary episode. We've actually accomplished a pretty good milestone of 100 episodes today. Yeah, and it's been an amazing journey to get to this point, I think. Yeah, about two and a half years or yeah, so we've been, been doing this. two and a half years. And you start something like this with like lots of fear and and what's it going to be like and a lot of unknowns. Mm-hmm. And I think that's cool thing for me has been that we've had one enough things to talk about that we wanted to keep going and teaching and learning and sharing. And I think that's pretty cool. I think there's a really low percentage of podcasts that make it past their tenth episode, let alone their hundredth. So. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. So thank you for joining us and being with us on this journey. I, I think it's been great for us. And I think we get a lot out of it as well because because of what we go through to prepare and learn and study to to try to offer good material and, and help to our listeners. So thank you for your support. And we'd like to ask you to send in emails asking for specific content. What do you want us to cover? If there's something that is interesting to you or something we haven't covered well or something we've said that is confusing, let us know. We'd love to have more podcasts as a result of our listeners requesting information. Yeah, and we we appreciate you listening and we do appreciate the the reviews and the emails that we have gotten and and letting us know that it's that it is helpful. And we we do our best to make it helpful. And I think we've learned a lot as we've been doing it. And just honing in what we're, what it is we do and what's working and why. And yeah, and we've, we've evolved a lot in our thinking and what we've understood. We've fine tuned things. We've come to understand what neurodevelopmental mentoring is over the last two and a half years and yeah. done a lot of research and work and study. And, and I think, I think these are going really well. So we're excited to have you here today. Yeah. So we want to talk about, and we were, we were thinking about, well, what do we want to do special for our 100th episode? And I think what it came down to is we want to talk about what matters most. And I think this is really important because when we started out our parenting journey, we were focused on a lot of the things that now we look back and realize those didn't matter as much as we thought they did. I, I know I used to worry so much about trying to get our kids to behave and, you know, are they getting good grades and doing well in school and how do we get them into college? And I worried so much about making them do their chores and I have a whole different approach now to chores. Um, what are what are some of the things that you... I just remember wasting so much of our resources, time, energy, and emotions, trying to fit our kids into the societal molds that we're supposed to school, even church, uh, social situations. I remember 
spending an enormous amount of time trying to get them to play the sports that I really enjoyed or any sports or, or anything that I thought would be a typical situation for my kids that, that I looked forward to. And it was kind of to meet my needs more than theirs. And I, um, I think that was a big loss. There well, you so enjoyed things. those sports and you wanted them to be able to enjoy it. Right. They didn't enjoy it. <laughs> that was a hard like thing to accept. Right. right. So that was hard. Right. Yeah. And finding we spent so much time and energy, Debbie and I, we would fight a lot about, and, and a lot of it wasn't fight. It was just intense focus and study and, and thinking and arguing, debating, <laughs> trying to get the exact right interventions. If we just do this way, if we just do it that way. And we had this idea that there was a solution, a behavioral solution, a modification and a, an approach that would fix, but it was all procedural. And what do we do? Well, and sometimes it was like, well, we have to either do it this way or that way. And we were missing what's the middle. Well, the middle ground is how to be, right? Yeah. And we'll talk about that more in a minute. But at the time, we were just trying to take molds and apply them. And And, and it was hard. Well, and yeah. And we thought we needed to do it the way we had it done, you know, how we'd been parented and how we saw other people doing it. And And, and times have changed. The world has changed. Even if the parenting techniques were great for the last two generations, uh, they don't work necessarily for our generation and, and with neurodiversity. autism. I remember my identity being so caught up in being a dad because I really wanted to be a good dad. Yeah. And my identity was more about me and my ego. Not that I was cocky. I, my ego ideal was just who I wanted to be. Yeah. And so I had a lot of shame and embarrassment and frustration and I was impatient with myself. So I was impatient with them. I used to really worry about what people thought. And I, I think I was often motivated in certain areas or to emphasize certain things because that's how people would measure whether you were doing a good job or not. And I was really worried about those kinds of things instead of what I've learned is more helpful. And and worrying about what other people think isn't that we were really insecure. I think it was more about, well, we needed to rely and trust others as well. And if everyone else is doing well in these things, then, then if they're having judgments about us, we must be doing it wrong. And I really wanted to do it right. Or if so, they think it's important, <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, then it must be important. And I, yeah. Yeah. So how we motivated them, how we interacted, I wasted so much time. Yeah. And I missed out on so many great opportunities. Um, I think we did a lot of things well. We did a lot of things right. I think we did too. And I think we'll, let's talk about that a little bit with our next, yeah. So... I, we just really, for this episode, as we look back, we've been doing this, you know, now 100 episodes. We just really want to share with you some of the things that we feel like we've learned that matter the most. So I think number one most important thing that, that we've learned matters most above everything else. And you probably won't be surprised by this one if you've been listening to our podcast for any amount of time is relationships and connection. And to do that, it's learning how to, like, it really matters to be present. Yeah, I I love this quote by Lao Tzu, a Chinese philosopher. It says, when you focus on the past, you'll be depressed. If you focus on the future, you'll be ancient or anxious, sorry. But when you focus on the present, you'll be at peace and you'll be way more effective and 
successful in what you're trying to do and being present it removes all the the fears of fears about the future and the failures about the past and you're just able to be the best you and show up in the moment the best way that you can and enjoy that there were so many times i i could have enjoyed the situation in the moment better but i was too in my limbic brain in my fear-based thinking and in my own self-judgment yeah and and now looking with like with some of our boys now in adulthood and doing their life the way they do it we worried about so many things and and about their future and now you look at it and you're like oh no it's it does work out <laughs> and they're going to have the future they're going to have and it's still continuing to be present with them where they're at and i do think we did that well um, there was a lot of things I could have done better that I wanted to enjoy them more often, but we spent a lot of time and energy, especially when we were able to homeschool them, just mm -hmm. focusing on building foundations of I'm okayness with them and also connecting with them and enjoying them. I, especially with our younger boys, we took them out. We did a lot of scouting and camping and outdoors and active stuff, which I thought was a huge win for me, but also for them. I think that was a big win. Yeah. I, yeah, we spent, I spent a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with them reading and helping them with their schoolwork and we'd go to homeschool groups. And, and those just, were core memories yeah. that, that you did really well. We got, got involved. We really connected. We would talk about things. They learned they were smart from you teaching them instead of what the public school was teaching was always in trouble. I'm broken. Something's wrong. Oh yeah. Principal calling. Yeah. <laughs> Teacher calling. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a a, sh a big shift in our, in our whole interaction with them when we started homeschooling. That that seemed to work well for it, our situation. It took us out of the crises and got us out ahead of the situation a lot. And it didn't last. There was a time when it was time for them to go back to school. But mm -hmm. at the same time, that's what they needed at the time. And I loved that we did a lot with them together. Yeah, we walked with them. We did. We, we When we worked, we worked together. When we schooled, we schooled together. When we adventured, we adventured together. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, I. The, the second part is I. I really feel like how we were, how we are now, how we are in the situation, being present, is a huge choice we can make to be proactively, effective, and enjoy the the moments. And so, how we are not not what we do, not even what we say, but how we say it, how we are when we say it makes all the difference in, in our relationship as well as with those we're trying to mentor yeah. or parent. It's been such a huge shift for me to realize, okay, <laughs> okay, I'm going into this. How do I want to be? I got to calm down or I've got to breathe or I've got to, or how do I want to show up? What's going to be, how do, how do I want to feel as I'm connecting, right? I want them to know that I love them and I care about What's them. What's the actual goal? Mm -hmm. I love that our task lists have changed from do this, say that, finish this, to be this way, accomplish this feeling, connect, help them belong, help them feel successful, have a positive experience. Yeah. We, we've taken it up a level. And I think that's just a maturity thing, but also a very intentional thing that's taken a lot of development on our part. Like we couldn't do that very well. Mm -mm. When we were young and immature and insecure yeah, and in crises. Well, and you thought it had to go a certain way. And now I'm like, I don't have to have all the answers. I don't even have to know where it's going to go. I just know if I go into it with curiosity and compassion and we'll figure it out. It'll and be okay. It, and it does work. 
it's just, not laissez-faire who cares what happens. It's more effective in the moment. It's We're able to be more organic and agile. And the I solutions we come up with are fit the situation. so much more nuanced and um, effective because we're present and we're really connected. I think. Right. And so if a kid if a kid lies and we have a procedure set up and then we have to just do the consequence that came from the line yeah. and it didn't matter what the circumstances were, that was really ineffective. Yeah. Now, if they lie, we can stop and say, okay, what, did, what do they need? What was the cause? What are they feeling? Am I in a good place? Am I reacting? Are they in fight or flight or, or were they just being snotty? Um, <laughs> right. You know, what was what was really going on so that we can maximize development and learning and connection? Oh, yeah. So. And, and I think in all of that, like how we are, why, or knowing that how we are matters, I focus a lot more on my own sense of well-being, taking care of me, being aware of my own stress levels and not engaging when I know I'm like at my max, right? And being able to communicate that, hey, I've had a long day. Can you take this one? Or, yeah. um, or I, I, you know, how how's your relationship? How's, you know, if one of us has a better relationship with one of our kids in that moment, like you Being a better it. partners, mm-hmm. right? And I think we were in so much fight or flight mode five, 10, 15, 20 years ago oh, when yeah. we started this journey that it was it was hard for us to ever work as a team and be in our in our higher brain. So mm-hmm. uh, another thing I think has been really important to learn is just how we view them and perceive them, how we feel about them, because now we understand that they are still children, teenagers, young adults, and they can be lazy, bratty, jealous, and rude, but they, they're also underwhelmed overwhelmed in a stress state and trying to figure out and tease that out ish, yeah. the difference between is this just a behavioral do they just need us to be patient or do they really need an intervention do they need a hug or do they need um some type of a consequence i i think that's we've gotten way better at that it's not one size fits all yeah um, the, the nuance of of what they're needing if, is this do i need to intervene here or <laughs> or accommodate more or do i need to just like help them be and work through the natural consequences or logical consequences of where they're at and be that support as they get through that um, and have my own boundaries on things yeah and knowing when to intervene knowing when to intervene if they've just screwed up with a friend group or a, a club and they've just shot themselves in the foot we don't always rescue them but sometimes we go in and try to find a way to salvage it. Other times it's helpful to let them really feel the impact of what they did so that they can learn. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not about always keeping them comfortable, but it is helping them not be destroyed. Yes. And that's hard. Yeah. It's been a good thing to learn how to know the difference. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes when they're misbehaving, they are just a normal kid. It's not all about yeah. disability. And I think sometimes we have mm-hmm. a tendency to say, oh, they're disabled. Let's be really soft and patient and let it go. But then they never actually get parented boundaries or mentored. And that's and then, not what they're And needing. then bigger consequences later is they continue that and that's really like undermines them, right? So yeah. we, they need to be able to experience some of those natural consequences and then help them work through them. I think I think right? for, for us, at least for me, I was more imbalanced on the consequence punishment stop their bad behavior but i do see a lot of parents on the other end that were too marshmallowy too soft too quote-unquote kind 
but it wasn't kind. Mm -mm. It wasn't what they needed. Sometimes kindness is speaking directly and letting them have consequences so they learn. And be real about things. Hey, right. this happened and this is where we're at and this is hard. Without and, it affecting the relationship. Yeah. And I love you and I, I know you don't want to be in this situation. How can right. we work through it? Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing that we don't do anymore. I think that we used to kind of was our relationship would be affected by mm. their performance. And what's really been important is to always keep a good relationship and a bridge, the safety net of the foundation of keeping the relationship of influence, regardless of what they do, if they will allow it, but still figure out a way to help them grow and have ownership and learn and sometimes, yeah. you know, hit their head against the wall. Yeah, because we all do. <laughs> it's part of being, being a human is you're going to screw some things up and how do we work through that? And it's okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think when I, I think when I did consequences in the past, it was, it felt punitive and it was, felt like it had to be hard and tough and mean about it. And, and memorable and consistent. Oh, and the consistent thing. And oh yeah. Like so many, mm. so many times we missed the mark. Yeah. <laughs> missed opportunities. Yeah. And, and that's another thing we've learned is to be okay with our screw ups yeah. and to be okay with their <laughs> screw ups. And we're learning and we're trying and we can be okay in the moment, right? Yeah. Be kind to ourselves as we go, go through it. Yeah. So I think if we could wrap this up, because we could keep talking and that. So if we were to summarize the things that matter most into the thing that when it comes down to it at the end of the day, for me, it's all about enjoying the moments, the connections, the attachments, and enjoying the journey, which we've learned to do. It's easier to do that now that we're kind of out of the crises. Um, we saw the light at the end of the tunnel at some point. Now I think we're kind of out of the tunnel, but I also think the tunnel was self-imposed and a lot of crises. Well, yeah, because I, I look at, at some of the crises that we have to manage and work through with students at our school and that some of you know some of it's pretty intense i think in the past we would have been rattled. pretty rattled by it and right. now we're like no it's okay we're gonna figure it out it is what it is and we'll figure yeah. out a solution and sometimes you can't take back what's happened and you have to move forward and other times you can go back and repair yeah so it's like getting to acceptance quicker letting go of what we thought it should be or how it should go and just being able to work through and enjoy the working through process. And I, we've been, I've been personally researching quite a bit lately about Eastern philosophy and religion and, and with Buddhism and Taoism and our goal to be at peace and attain Nirvana and to be one with the universe in the way it just, everything's harmonious. We're at peace. We are enjoying the journey because we're present. We're attached to ourselves and to others. We want the best we're in a non-judgmental stance. Yeah. Um, I think we've prioritized things really well. And it doesn't mean the problems have stopped, but they've gotten a lot less. But it definitely means we're okay mm -hmm. in the journey. Well, and because of that, we are also be we've become so much more effective and skillful and able to support and turn things into good directions because of it. So we've become artists instead of following a bunch of, of specific 
strict rules that don't allow us to be agile and organic in the in the moment, which yeah. I think makes us a lot more effective. Mm-hmm. So we can learn. We can be taught. We can grow. We develop. Mm-hmm. And that has made all the difference. Yeah. That's what matters. It's not the checklist. It's not the um, keeping up with societal standards and all of these, you know, I don't know, the worry about other people's opinions. It's, hey, we love these kids and they've got challenges. We have challenges and we can work through them and figure out what works best for us in each situation. And, and always be learning. Be learning. Yep. Every every new circumstance, even each new situation, there's new lessons to be learned, and that's kind of the cool part of it too. That's where some of the enjoyment comes is is learning from each challenge that pops up, which our kids give us lots of opportunities for. <laughs> yeah, so challenges to learn from. So thank you again for joining us. We've been really grateful for the journey. We hope it's been helpful. It's probably been more helpful to us than to our listeners, but we hope it's also helpful to you. So we're just going to keep going. We're at 100 and we'll talk to you again at episode 200. So thanks for joining us and celebrating with us on this 100th episode. Take care. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Autism and Neurodiversity with Jason and Debbie. If you want to learn more about our work, come visit us at jasondebbie.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-D-E-B-B-I-E.com. Thank you.